Food isn't only a part of life. It's woven into the fabric of our culture and identity. Connect with the individuals who work tirelessly in kitchens and restaurants across the globe to bring it all together for us on The Devoured Podcast. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce. Welcome to The Devoured Podcast. Today I'm joined by Amilcar De Silva, General Manager at Icona Chicago. Amilcar, thank you for being here, brother. Definitely. Thanks, Tony. Uh, always a pleasure. We've got to know each other pretty well. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, it just kind of organically all kind of, you know, worked itself out, kind of like everything that's... Everything in Chicago, which is how it is, right? Yes, Former relationships everywhere you go. And that's what it was. I went to, to go eat, I mean, now twice, but uh, yeah. you know, the first time it was just a great experience, great staff, uh, meeting you, but... You know, now, now here we are getting to know you a little bit more yeah. after after we get into the restaurant. Thank you for having me. Uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, to everyone. Um, for sure, uh, I met Tony, uh, and I automatically gravitate uh, as a manager in a service restaurant industry to tables that are in a restaurant by themselves, uh, <laughs> as Tony was. So you know, it takes a certain level of confidence and peace. To dine in somewhere like Icona uh, solo, so I struck a conversation and uh, heard about his uh, podcast, and uh, he's doing great things, and I really see this uh, being something special in the city of Chicago, so I'm happy to be a part of it, and uh, thank you for the invite. No, man, thank you. Thank you so much, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, now, as far as you, I mean, this was your, your first general manager stint, right, in the hospitality world. So this is, Icona Chicago is definitely my first solo like role as far as uh, and I do have help as far as uh, no, right, Adriana right. on the floor and behind the scenes and stuff like that but as far as day to day while we're open in charge of what happens on the floor uh, for someone who just uh, started this restaurant managing uh, <laughs> role and tapped into this world which we're going to get into here momentarily uh, is very special what we're doing and uh, it's unique to anything that I've seen in the city of Chicago um, so Definitely, uh, we're doing great things at Icona Chicago. Well, tell me about it. So as far as the, the restaurant itself, it's only been around since February, so February 11th, right, of 2022. Um, but it's a fusion, a Latin fusion restaurant. So we're definitely coming up on our one-year anniversary here at Icona Chicago. Um, it's a Central American, South American, Latin fusion, Pan-American menu. Uh, we have elaborate cocktails. Uh we doing things. The cuisine is very, uh, you know, our chef Alexander Quintero is uh, definitely uh, was from Colombian descent and raised by Miami and grew up in uh, Costa Rica and has visited a lot of different places in Central and South America and he's brought that into the kitchen that we inherited a Michelin star kitchen uh, at Icona and we try to uphold that same value and not only what we provide as far as cuisine but the cocktails. The decor, if you've ever been to Icona, uh, thank you for one. Uh, and it kind of takes you into like the tropical jungle, Tulum vibes. And, you know, it's all part of what we want to do. We want to create a memory, a getaway, especially now as we're entering the wintertime in Chicago. We want to create an experience unique to anything that anyone has ever had by giving genuine service. And you could feel when the team works well together and you have something special going on in a restaurant. It's kind of like a if you know, you know for people in this line of work and people that work in restaurants. So again, uh, there is a lot of context behind how I ended up at Icona Chicago, 
but I, I, as a believer in God, I believe everything happens for a reason. Like this, this interview that's happening and me just being in Icona, me just being in the United States of America. And why don't we start there? So you're originally, I mean, the most people wouldn't know, right? But like you said, yeah. being Afro-Latino, uh, originally from Panama. So I am an Afro-Latino. Uh, nací en Panama, en la provincia de Colón. I was born in... Uh, in Panama and Central America, in between Colombia and Costa Rica, to just be uh, very clear. <laughs> Not Panama City, Florida, or anything right, like right, that. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was born in uh, Amador Guerrero, which is a hospital, the main hospital in the Provincia de Colón. And my family, myself, and my two younger sisters, Auburn and Lisa, along with my mom, Esther, we moved here to the US 26 years ago this month uh, wow. my mom uh, sent in the group chat so uh december of 1996 i arrived as a nine ten year old kid with no coat <laughs> to chicago <laughs> from panama from right? <laughs> panama and if uh if you're not familiar with panama it doesn't drop b below 76 degrees in panama at I mean, any right point. by the equator right at, yeah. at, at any point during the year is always uh 76 and higher that's um, so awesome so just landing as a kid, uh, and again, my family spoke English, but it was like the adult language. All the kids spoke Spanish, so I understood English, but I wasn't really good at, you know, articulating sure. or, you know, for me to get to this point is for one, is his own story. But uh, And what was the connection from Panama to Chicago? What um, were you guys here? So my mother remarried, and uh, she met my sister's father. We have two different fathers, which mm -hmm. he was a soldier stationed in Panama. And my mom worked tourism, and they met. They had my two sisters, and he decided us to bring us to Chicago to just, you know, to start our life here. Absolutely. And uh, we moved to South Holland, Illinois, which is uh, where his family was from. Uh, hello to all the bells. <laughs> uh, and from there, we just started gradually moving, like, north into the city. Uh, from South Holland, we moved to the south side of Chicago which uh, I ended up going to Avalon Park Grammar School. Hello to everyone from that uh, phase in my life that might be listening. And then we ended up moving just further and further north until I ended up going to DeWitt Clinton. Hello to my friends from there, which was just eighth grade, and then going into Sen High School. Uh, and then from there, just uh, having a couple years at Wright College. But I definitely uh, gained, for one, I seen the difference in communities and neighborhoods in Chicago from being raised in uh, the South Side for two, three years of my life as a kid that just moved from Panama, it was predominantly black, to then moving towards like Devon Avenue in the North Side of Chicago, which felt like obviously it was a lot of Middle Eastern and different like Eastern European uh, people and that kind of, and my school, Sen High School was very diverse. So it kind of exposed me to different cuisines and different, you know, just kind of cultured me even more to see things in a lot, in a lot of different different ways and having humanity for a lot of different cultures and religions and absolutely things like that and, and, and for you what was it that kind of formed in terms of the way people perceived you right because it's not as you were mentioned it's not something that kind of throws people off actually that you speak spanish and here you are this you know afro latino six foot four <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um to to dive into that i mean i don't know Outside of myself, there's uh, and my family that's here. I don't know any other Panamanians, really, honestly, in the city of Chicago. No way. Like, that live here, uh, except for one of my mom's friends. But there's not a like a heavy community of Panamanian people that were born in Panama. Um, Interesting. 
in the city of Chicago. So and to for me to it's kind of like a superpower. I see it right because I've been in settings where I, obviously if you see me here in the U.S. or you see me or we interact, you probably think I'm African American. So your your first thought is not to think, oh, he speaks Spanish. Right. So I use that as like you know I'm fluent in Spanish for one, and two it just. Uh, I've came across a lot of uh, conversations and I've interacted with people that, you know, we got we got forward in a different way that they understood that there's more than just people that look like you that can speak Spanish. Mm -hmm. But in the restaurant dynamic, um, it works. It is it's a blessing in disguise because you can relate to different. Obviously, I can relate to the Afro Latino, the African-American culture when it comes to making people feel comfortable in a space when they come in to visit either um, Icona or a lot of the time uh, in my service hospitality industry, I learned a lot at the Marriott Chicago downtown as far as how to teach teach you how to be hospitable and go above and beyond and make people feel welcome. So I feel like when you throw the Afro-Latino speaking to being bilingual mm -hmm. and it's just a perfect formula to have different uh different races and different ethnicities comfortable in a space, in one space, because of what I bring to the table. For you know, sure. It's something, sure. That can't, something that can't be taught, <laughs> and it can't, and it's hard to, you know, and it's, and it's something special, and I see it as my superpower to bring people together and make people just kick, kick their feet up at, in a place and just, like, enjoy and make a memory and do that over and over again every day. That's how you create for one regulars and you create uh, a following because you're doing something different and I feel like we're doing that in Icona and I've done that at every place that I've worked along the way. And, and one of the things that you had mentioned too was just how you pick up on energies, right? And, and, and yeah. you're starting to hear a lot more people talk about that and feel that and, and be aware of that. What does that mean for you and how does that translate into the experience you provide for the people that come into your restaurant? So um, like we talked off the camera briefly on energy, I feel like our energies, uh, you feel if, and it's an energy, everyone's talking about energy now in right, 2023. Right, right, right. Everybody thinks they're just my Walter Mercado or something, you know. You know <laughs> well, I haven't but, heard of that name in a while. <laughs> no, everybody thinks they know everything, but what, there is a truth to intuition, gut feelings, and just yeah. when you genuinely walk into a room, how you're received by people, and that's all forms of energy. And, uh, I teach my team not only at the front door when you walk in to just get a genuine a genuine greeting because we're happy to have you to come into our doors in the West Loop in a city like Chicago the cuisine so elevated and there's so much competition for someone to just walk in on a Saturday night into your doors you should be very happy to have them absolutely so once your team buys into that mindset then it all dominoes effect until like just making sure that no one leaves unhappy, for one. Uh, if we made a mistake, own it. And two, when in the space, like, celebrate whatever. We're turning into a very big celebration restaurant, mm -hmm. right? Wedding, uh, not weddings, uh, anniversaries, birthdays, like, you know, promotions, just business meals. So when we have a lot of those tables, we have to celebrate with them. Like, we, let's buy them some champagne. Let's buy them, let's do a round of shots. Let's have written, handwritten notes from everybody that works there. And if you've been to Icona and it's yeah. your birthday, we have a handwritten note that we do at Pre-Chef. And those are little things that people are like, man, you know what? 
we went to this restaurant and everybody's holidays, everybody's spending on Christmas gifts. So when you do go out as a date night with your, you finally got a babysitter and you go out with your partner and you get, and it's a birthday or anniversary and you have the whole restaurant signed it. And then you were introduced with the manager bringing you champagne. And you know, it's hard to like, that's a memory, that's engraved, that's, that's energy, that's yep. welcoming people. Yep. And, uh, you know, I recently got engaged uh, September 4th. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Uh, so hello to my uh, fiance, Desimia. But she's uh, she's also opened up a lot of doors when it comes to astrology and just energy and things like that. Like, I've learned a lot from her on, like, how to deeper understand somebody so you could empathize more yeah. with what they're going to. Because if you, you know, everyone's going through, everyone's living their own storyline, right? Everyone's yeah. going through their own story. Like, we're all the book. Like, you know, Tony's book. Like, I'm sure, you know, it's thousands of pages deep, right? <laughs> so everyone's everyone's going through their own story. And the, the sooner and the faster you can understand that this, you know, you'll be more gracious and you take more time and patience with navigating difficult conversations and, uh, you know, just having humanity for people. And especially in the service industry during the pandemic, yep. hospitality industry, which I think it all kind of ties in together. Um, as, uh, as I mentioned in the beginning, I started at the Marriott as a bellboy, uh, helping people with their luggage. And, that's, and how'd you get that job? Uh, my mom. That's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty so, awesome connection, right? <laughs> so, shout uh, out to mom. I got shout out to my mom, <laughs> Esther Cooper, who I love dearly. Anybody knows me and knows I'm a mama's boy. Uh, she uh, graduated from Sen High School, and uh, she got me. Uh, the story is that I was supposed to work at the front desk at the Chicago Marriott downtown. I uh, met uh, Jim Erman and a few other people there at leadership. Thought that I'd be better suited as a bellman. Didn't know anything of what that was. It was just helping people with luggage to get to their room in a 1,200-room property with 46 stories. Um, that's where kind of like the name trauma came from, Amilcar to Emil. So for those of you that know me as Emil, um, it all started at the Marriott Chicago downtown as I had Amilcar from Panama on my name tag. And in a convention hotel, you can have a thousand people actually where the restroom is. And it could be up to 500 people trying to figure out how to pronounce your name and what does it mean. So after a week of having Amilcar, I went to HR and I had him put a meal and it cut down 90% of the questions every day. <laughs> so uh, that's where that story came from, mom, as she feels that I should go back to standing firm on Amilcar de Silva. So this is kind and of And you like have the, though, right? I mean, that's kind of uh, where you're at right now. I'm, I'm, this is the most, starting like three days ago. Oh, no way. Starting like three days ago, I'm really, really going to try to just go by Amilcar de Silva. Not a meal car, it's Amilcar. Abigail da Silva. And that's how you're introducing yourself. We're at the restaurant now. I don't want to sound like a cornball just saying it because it, it sounds weird to me too because I've been to Emil and the Emil car. Uh, Have you but, been that since you've been in the United States? Or is just that that's just from it's the hotel? Like, it depends on where you, what phase of your life. If we went right, to right. school together, teachers called me a meal car. So gotcha, anything gotcha. outside of high school and like college and like just service industry, everybody knows me as a meal. But um, I want to go back to going to just standing on my whole name because obviously I come from a long line of name trauma. Right, right. Having Amilcar Abigail, or in English is Abigail, as your name growing up on the South Side, is probably not a good formula, you know, 
for like not getting bullied. For sure. But now as a 35 year old adult, I want to go back. I want to. I want to go back to the root and make my mom happy of the names that she gave me, so I can stop hearing about it on Thanksgiving. Uh, <laughs> You know, now, stuff like well, that. I'm sure it'll be well received at the restaurant, no matter what. I mean, it's a Latin it's fusion a, exactly. restaurant. Come on, so it, it sounds like it's already giving away something. You know? <laughs> yeah. So we, Icon is a melting pot of different cultures from uh, Mexican, Puerto Rican, Venezuelan, Honduran, uh, Guatemala, like, uh, what else? Colombia, obviously. Uh, there is just... All the countries I name, there's multiple people from that, from from those countries working at, at Nikana. Uh and obviously I'm Afro Latino. <laughs> right, right. Um, but the one thing that you did say that I want to make sure that that we touch on is just how it's everything is in, is, is Latin inspired, right? It's not necessarily meant that it's authentically a certain thing, right? And then we talked about so, yeah. the ceviche and the, and the <laughs> Peruvian a ceviche, funny right? Story, oh no, uh, we're gonna go down that route. Uh, it's a funny story about how. At a table, when you sit down at Icona or in a restaurant, how important or how, for the server is to articulate the menu and what we stand for correctly. Right, right, right. Because if you are like my fiance comes in and she's she was born in Lima, she's in Peruvian, and like I mentioned, two things Peruvians take serious is for sure their pisco and their ceviche. <laughs> right. Like you know, if you go to a restaurant that says this is authentic Peruvian ceviche. And a Peruvian walks in, they're gonna be they're gonna, they're putting the judgment glasses on yeah, to yeah, what yeah. you're serving them, right? So uh, the staff was still trying to understand what we were doing at the early beginning, and uh, I overheard a server say that we were doing our per- Peruvian ceviche. Um, obviously, at Icona, we're a Latin fusion restaurant, so this is a lot of uh, we take some of the authentic dishes and put our spin. Not only on the dishes, but on the cocktails and the, everything that we do is inspired by a place, but it's our spin on it. So once we made that very clear, uh, you know, everything started to like, you know, it was we had to get that right. You had to set the expectation. Yeah, we had to set the expectation because, again, there's a couple of restaurants that are similar to Icona, but they're, none of them's doing exactly what we're doing as far as like the food and the twist and the pescado entero and the ceviche and the churrasquerias, like, you know, the cocktails. Like, um, so it's definitely, uh, once we got the verbiage ironed out, uh, it kind of, like, dropped the guard of certain, certain like, Peruvians or people that come in. It's like important, you, though. I mean, yeah, it's really important. See, yeah, yeah, it's important because if you go to, like, another restaurant, like, let's say Tanta, that is this authentic Peruvian or anything like that, um, you expect a, a ceviche, you expect the ceviche how you would get it in Peru or from someone that lived or cooks in Peru and they have Peruvian chefs. So it's funny how just one mistake or one mis- misspeaking at a table could set the experience. Could, you know, it changed the experience completely, and it, right? It could right. change the experience of that table completely just because of one word or one from authentic to fusion. Absolutely. And uh, we try to get every detail right at Icona as far as like, the wording, the verbiage, what to expect for the day, who's coming in, whose birthday is it, um, how to work together as a team, behind the scenes, uh, how to work for each other, uh, you know. And you, I, and you can, the thing I love about it, too, is you can see the passion that you have for it, right? And, yeah. and I wanted to ask you about that, just in terms of, you know, this is a newer thing, right? But it's also because you have a history in the hospitality industry, but from a security standpoint, right? Yeah. So so what was that, that transition like in terms of what you took away from those experiences that were 
different, but still hospitality-based. And, you know, like you had mentioned, just that attention to service, but more so the challenge on evolving into this yeah. role of, of, of food service. And this is the meat, the meat of the story, right? Like the Amilcar de Silva, Amilcar Abigail story is that I come from a hospitality mindset, right? Again, going back to Marriott. And at the end of my Marriott experience, I was in loss prevention, which is like pretty much like the security for the hotel. Um, with that is how I initiated at the Hoxton Chicago as uh, security. And then after less than a year being in charge of the whole security program for the Hoxton as the hotel and Cabra, Sierra, and Lazy Bird as uh, three outlets. Um, pandemic time when we were all, even though we're still in pandemic time, please don't, you know, I understand that we're still dealing with uh, coronavirus, um, but when we were all going into shelter in place and everything was shutting down and restaurants were shutting down and everything, the world was pretty much coming to a stop. I think one of the great things we could take from that moment is how everyone was at home kind of reflecting and looking inward on things that they, where their passion really lies, right? So as someone that's been in the security field and I kind of feel like I was already getting, hit my ceiling as far as security, being a director of security and just being in that realm, uh, restaurant, Boca Restaurant Group ownership reached out to me and asked me about maybe possibly taking on a lane switch into restaurant managing. And that's when the restaurant managing storyline began. Uh, I was given an opportunity to become a floor manager for Sierra and Lazy Bird, which Lazy Bird is a speakeasy cocktail lounge in the basement of the Hoxton, Chicago. Um, and I was sometimes simultaneously doing security managing Sierra and Lazy Bird at the same time at the Hoxton. And it started to develop uh, and build the bridge of, okay, security and hospitality to restaurant managing in the city of Chicago at a very high level, high volume, high level, high expectance, expectation venue. Right. Um, and that's when uh, I started to take off because I felt like, for one, just the way I move, navigate in life with just respecting people, leading with respect and just making people feel welcome. I started to take off in that restaurant managing realm to the point where I was featured at Esquire magazine by Boca and Sierra. And uh, I was gaining traction really quick in that, that line because it was a smooth transition from what I was and what I am just as a person navigating life here. Um, so that's how I got into the restaurant managing. And then from the Hoxton or Sierra and Lazy Bird, uh, I knew the partners opening up at Icona and, you know, Central American, South American, yeah, Latin connection, right? right <laughs> yeah, yeah. One thing leads another, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, the domino effect Absolutely. starts to happen. And uh, they were uh, Raul Carmona and Vicente and uh, Michael Chesky. They're all the owners and uh, partners and uh, that gave me the opportunity to take on and hired me at Icona. But uh, actually, since I'm giving shout outs, uh, there's a DJ named Kareem Sharp who goes by the Soul Authority, TSA, um, that gave me the phone call about Icona and told me to show up there the next day. Wow. So if it wasn't for him, I would have never woke up and went to Icona, <laughs> even though I knew them. That's awesome. So uh, shout outs to him. I hope all is well, too. He's a great guy, too. What an amazing uh, story. And so, so, and so now, for, for you know looking at 2023 and beyond, uh, what's the goal for the restaurant for yourself? So uh, obviously, 
going into 2023 here, we want to, for one, continue to expand and build on the momentum that we created as a new restaurant in a very competitive West Loop. Um, we definitely have some ideas. Uh, we have a New Year's ticketed event going on. So if you don't have any plans for New Year's, reach out to our team. We could accommodate it's four courses uh, if you want to hang out with us New Year's. But going into 2023, uh, we w- want to definitely create and utilize more of the space. We want to have a maybe something on the sidewalk. Or we want to use the lounge space to create more high energy and maybe get a couple people more moving and dancing after dinner. And That'd I kind of, nice. yeah. you know, we want to turn it up. One thing about me as a manager or in places that I've managed is like, not only do you make people feel welcome, but we also turned the place up. Nice, yeah, <laughs> like, nice. I, for lack of better, lack of a better term, we, right, we, right, we right. bring energy, we change the music. But we, it's a fine line between like how to give everyone in the space something that they can relate to, and then tow it back to something that's natural to what we want to keep to at Icona. So it takes uh, it's homework, and uh, we have a lot, a lot to bring, and hopefully it's called that kind of Chicago for a reason. Uh, to not a little let expansion. you. Yeah, so so we <laughs> can vision, have huh? maybe there's visions down the line. We could have maybe tap into the Miami market yeah. or you know, there's things we're wait big we're dreams, working goals, on. There's right? big big ambitions, big dreams personally and uh, with Icona. That's awesome. Uh, working on my wedding too in 2023. That's right. That's right. I have a 15 year old son, Alex Amilcar de Silva, uh, who's uh, you know a freshman in high school going into sophomore year. So we just, uh, you know, I think everything's really starting to line up well in my life and my career and just every, I'm in a very peaceful, peaceful Zen-like place right now. And uh, That's great, man. So, you know, and I felt like, you know, again, thank you for the opportunity. I feel like uh, the sky's the limit for what you have in mind and envision in this uh, beautiful, aesthetically pleasing uh, studio that you've built here. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Appreciate it. So again, I hope 2023. 2023. Well, I can't even believe that I'm saying this. No, it's crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> like we just feel like we just came out of a pandemic, yeah, right? Now it's three years later. 2023. I hope it brings nothing but prosperity, happiness, and just good vibes in I your life. It. Man, I appreciate it. But that's all we all hope for, right? While we Absolutely. navigate in this uh, in this world that we live in, we Absolutely. just want happiness and just to make sure everything's working well in all of our lives. You know. Absolutely. Amen to that. And so on that, how can uh, people connect more with, with you, with Icona, but I mean, more so to get to the rush out, right? How, how can yeah. people follow and support? So please, on Instagram, uh, we are at Icona Chicago, uh, Icona Chicago on Instagram. Uh, feel free to reach out me personally at uh, Emil at Icona Chicago. That's A-M-I-L at IconaChicago.com. And we are at 652 West Randolph in the West Loop. Right next to the overpass there, or the highway, the expressway there. The expressway yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, we're the sure. green letters say Icona, and again, as a as a restaurant that's standalone without a restaurant group backing it, we appreciate all the TikTok reels, all our influencers, uh, uh, Manu. Uh, Pooja, the right, right, all right. of the I saw her the pescatarian Chicago pescatarian here. We appreciate her. She's a she's a kind soul and uh, she really is. She really is. She came in and uh, had a good time at Icona, and I appreciate all of the uh, influencers that have 
stepped into the space and elevated our algorithm and uh, social media and, you know. A lot of love and support, huh? We appreciate the love and support and the regulars that we're making every day that are just organically finding us and coming in and enjoying it. Like, all I could ask for is just follow us on Instagram and just leave some kind words. If you really were like kind of and enjoyed yourself, you know, leave some kind words on any review site that you lo- that you choose and just spread the word to your friends. And uh, I guarantee you when you come in, you're going to see a friendly face and we're going to make the money that you're spending. You're going to feel like it was well spent and the memory will be created. And that's all we want to do when you go somewhere to dine. You know, you want to make sure the food is good, the drink's good, you're, and you're valued for being in a space. Absolutely. No, absolutely. You know, so. Well, on that, thank you, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And sharing your story. Lesson, and can't lesson. wait to go back. Can't wait. Can't wait to have you, man. You're definitely one of our favorites. Thank you, man. (laughs) So, yeah, thank you for the platform.